1: Welcome to Talking Halos, this is Derek C. Apollo on this Monday edition of the show. I'm sorry nobody else is available today, these guys are like, you know, working and things like that, so you are talk with just me, coming off an Angels series win, 3 out of 4 on the road against the Minnesota Twins. Wasn't an easy series, looks a lot better than record books and how it looked, but nonetheless, Angels take 3 out of 4. Also, a little quick look at the Rockies series today, and a little bit of weirdness coming out of the Angels Farm last week that I'm not sure we've covered yet, but I'll make sure we talk about it. So, first things first, I want to ask you to head over to Apple Music, leave a five-star review, follow us on Twitter as well at Talking Halos, find us on Facebook. All these great places to check us out. We hope you do. And in the meantime, just so we can get all the ad stuff out of the way, I want to tell you quickly about BW Hustle. And that is part of we're part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We're very proud to be part of the network there. And they have a new program that we've talked a little bit before, but I want to get you in on it. So if you love listening to us here at Talking to Halos, what's we'll stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? Yeah, your own show. Why not? There's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle's created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level, or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, q and A's Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to all those great places, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all these other listening platforms. Best part is, you get all this for 15 bucks a month. That's right. So again, 15 bucks a month. It's the same rate you can get from many other hosting sites out there, but that's all for the initial setup. Where here, you get it all, okay? If you're ready to do more than just listen to us talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance into this program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. That is bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check the description box this episode to find out more. All right, folks, just one more ad for you. I promise we'll get into it.
0: Here we go. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate
1: All right, so the Angels take two out of three. Oh, no, sorry, three out of four. I'm losing my losing my mind to these numbers. Three out of four from the Minnesota Twins. It was a much closer series than it sounds. Three out of the four games were decided by one run. And of all the things, it was the Angels' starting pitching which set the standard. That's right, I said it. Starting pitching. Starting pitching. This series was. Very good. Actually, very, very good. How good? Let's take a look at each one of these games. In game one, Andrew Heaney, you know, the guy who's been struggling throughout the year, kind of just inconsistent. Well, he found himself last week on Thursday. Seven innings pitched, four hits allowed, two earned runs, seven strikeouts, and two walks. That is what we would call a heck of a start. That was a start that we needed to get from the Angels pitch. They win that game 3-2, to two. so a rare victory. The Angels score three runs or less. Nice way to start the series. By the way, two of the relievers in that game, Mike Myers and Risel Iglesias. Game two, this was the lone loss in the series, not the fault of Alex Cobb, who went five innings, gave up one earned run out of two, had four strikeouts and a walk. Steve Cishek gave it three hits and he didn't give a run. Tony Watts gave a run, but in the end it was Rizal Iglesias who had a blown save, in the, which has been rare for him, a real, been rare, rare for him, in the 5 to 4 loss for the Angels. It wasn't pretty in that one. That, it just, how do I say it? Angels are sloppy defensively, pitching wasn't pretty. And that was how it ended for them, okay? The wins were down at one point four to one in that game. But that was pretty much it in terms of angels playing from behind. They didn't play from behind much after that this series. They went on Saturday two to one behind a masterful performance from Patrick Sandoval. Goes eight and two thirds innings, gives it one hit, had it no hitter going into the ninth. One walk, thirteen strikeouts, did have two bat two hit bats, but you know. 108 pitches in this game for him. Patrick Sandoval was fantastic. And for all those who have been wondering where this guy is, we saw what he's capable of. The question is whether or not he can go to the next level and carry that out. Massive performance from him. Rizel Glacius did get the same. One in the third inning, give a hit. He'd get the wing strikeout, and here we go. Last game, yesterday. Much closer then the final score indicates. Angels win 6-2. Jaime Maria, 7 innings pitch, 4 hits, 2 runs, 4 Ks, 2 walks. These are 2 home runs in the game. But overall, nice performance from him. The bullpen locks it down. Steve check with a hold. Tony Watson. In the end, the Angels' bats were mostly quiet in this series. I mean, and when I mean quiet, I mean quiet. They came through. Came through late, and it was most of the bottom of the order in this game. Jose Iglesias one for four. Brandon Marsh one for three with an RBI. Max Stassi home run, triple, and a single, three RBIs. Abreu one for four. Jack Mayfield, one for three. Outside of Shohei Otani, going for two, two three with a home run, the upper part of the lineup dormant. Yet the Angels held on. And a couple things about this series here: the Angels hitting especially top of the lineup. Let's, let's run through this. Game one of the series, Looking we'll at the lineup here. Top part of the lineup. Dale Fletcher, one for four. Shohei, 0 oh for four. Justin Upton, 0 oh for four. Max Stassi, one for five. He hit fifth. Jared Walsh, one for four. Sorry, Stassi was one for four. Okay. Brandon Marsh, top six hitters here, 0 oh for four. That was in the 3-2 win. Friday's game. We got some good stuff from Fletcher that game. Two for five. Gosselin, two for three. Jared Walsh pinch pinch hits, then goes to first. 0 for two. Jared Walsh here did not have a good series. Jose Iglesias, one for five. Going to Saturday and Sunday. This is where it's really noticeable. Saturday and Sunday for the Angels, top of the lineup, struggling. David Fletcher, 0 for four. Justin Upton, 0 for four. Jared Walsh, 0 for four. Only guy in that who got some uh, movement there was Shohei Otani. On Sunday, Debo Fletcher, 0 for 5. Justin Upton, 0 for 4. Jared Walsh, 0 for 4. Walsh is in a slump. Got to watch that. Honestly, given where the, the Twins were heading into this series, this could have been a much different outcome than what we got. The Twins themselves are they're an interesting team to watch. They... They can hit. The Twins can hit. They're not a great hitting team, but it's their pitching, which has been a struggle. What do I mean? Right now they're batting 13th in the league, their 12th in run score. They're 26th in ERA, 19th in whip. Angels hitting really should should have done more damage this series, but whereas the hitters for the Angels are slumping, the pitching for the Angels where already stepped up. They get three out of four. What's this mean for the Angels right now? You know, sooner or later, all the injuries, all the inconsistencies with the lineup would affect the hitting. The Angels have done pretty well this year with runs. Heck, they're third in the league in batting average. And that's not too shabby at all. But in the end, if you in any baseball lineup, you need consistency. And that means you need people healthy, and they haven't been getting it. Sooner or later, it's going to catch up to them. It appears like this weekend it did. Fortunately, the pitching stepped up. Now they're going home to play the Rockies, and what I need to be a critical series: three games here at the Rockies, four games with the A's. They really need to have this looking pretty good. I think they need to at least win two out of three with the Rockies and get a split at least with the A's. The thing is, this—I mean, we're at what 49 and 49. They're 98 games, and that means you've got 64 games left. Time is of the essence. If you want to have any chance of making a playoff run, time is running out. You got. Tons of teams ahead of you, but your schedule does give you some chances here. And it's big problem. It's not hard to find. It's in their own division. Aims at five hundred. They're forty nine and forty nine. Yet they're, that's right, in fourth place out of five teams, despite being forty nine and forty nine. A minus twenty nine run differential. But take a look at. The expanded standings for them. Take a look at the expanded standings. They're 49 and 49 overall, but they're 16 and 26 against the rest of a division. Math equals 33 and 23. Am I right there? 33 and 23 against the rest of baseball. What's that a sign of? Well, it's a sign that the American League West is tough. It's a sign that it's tough, but also it's a sign that the Angels have got to play better against their own crew. But do they have the pitch to do it? Do they have pitching to do it? We just don't know. Okay. Now the Rockies this weekend and this week. This is gonna be a fun series. At least I think it will be. I'm hoping it will be. Angels are at home. They kick it off with tonight, Shohei Otani, with 4-1 with 3-2-1 ERA against Mr. Main Marquez. 8-7, 3-5-0 ERA. That's a 9-38 Eastern, 638 Pacific start. Heading over to tomorrow's matchup. Jose Suarez is a 4-3-285 ERA, facing off with Austin Gomber. A seven and five, a three seven four ERA. Now watch the series a little bit because there's a lot of rumors about Trevor Story, the rock, one of the Rockies' better players right now, being gone. Will he be traded during the series? That could change some things as well. And finally, the third game of the series, Andrew Heaney coming off a nice start. Those six and seven, 3 five three two ERA against Chichi, rog- Chichi Gonzalez, at three and six, the six oh six ERA. That's also at a 6:38 Pacific start, so that's where the Angels are, and then they have them open their four game set with the A's. There's a lot to like about the Angels' potential the rest of the season. The time to get hot is now, not later. Now yeah, it's time to win those divisional games at 16 and 26 in division. If they can just be 500 rest the way out, and then keep the pace they've been at, they got a shot. But the reality is you got to win your divisional games. They'll have no one else to blame but themselves if they can't improve that. Okay, so, oh, boy, man, that is, that is not a fun thing to talk about. I want to see more. Other reports in news today for the Angels, well, Mike Trout reported over the weekend still, quote, feeling something in his calf. There isn't real big news yet, and what exactly is going on it needs to be examined. But we're all on edge about this one. Where's Mike Trout and his calf? We're looking forward to Rendome being back soon. That'll be nice. But all eyes on Mike Trout. Mike Trout gets back in this line. of Things change dramatically. Well, on line has done fairly well with Adam there. I can't believe it, but that's been the case. Also, another news story that uh, it's not my favorite one to talk about is coming from ESPN. About the Angels and their treatment of minor leaguers. And I want to kind of stick close with this one. This came out on July 23rd from June Lee at ESPN. Now, there are a couple of things I'm going to want to focus on at the end. It's going to kind of break down what the article says, what the report says. Quote I'm just going to read here the first part, quoting June Lee. Walking minor leagues are in 2020 season. Major League Baseball claimed that reducing and realigning its developmental leads will increase player salaries at all levels, increase condition standards at ballparks and clubhouses, and create lower operating costs for all teams. Some minor league players in the L- Los Angeles organization say it's not happening for them. Quote. He uses two examples Akira like Kieran Lovegrove, active pitcher for the Rocket City trash pants on AA. He's saying he's been rooming with six other teammates. Okay. Six teammates in a three-bedroom apartment. Others that include Shane Kelso, who pitched for the Inland Empire 66ers. And, jeez, um, saying four teammates bunking in a camper in a trailer park while others were living out of their cars. Kelso, and I may, I may have said Kelso wrong, he may not have been actually pitching. I apologize for that. Kelso said he was losing $1,000 a month from his savings $1,000 a month. Rent for his housing costs $2,000, and the team is paying $1,600 now. Remember, this is an inland empire. It's not cheap living out there. Okay. Um, Lovegrove described working at Lyft as a Lyft and Uber driver, and a warehouse worker for UPS and Best Buy, supplements income. you got to think of this through. At 1600 bucks a month, you're making less than 20000 a year as a minor league player. Now there'll be those who say that, you know, that's part of it. You're not playing the majors. You're not, you know, you're. It's this part of the like economics. Awesome, that's fine. However, your minor league system is intended to develop future major leaguers, either for trade or for players who are going to be on your own roster. Okay, and if these guys aren't being taken care of, you're going to, I mean, this is common sense. You're going to inhibit their development. So here was what really kind of stood out to me. I'm going to quote again from the article. One of the major issues facing mylaries according to both Lovegrove and Kelso is the lack of quality food. Kelso said the team expected him to consume between 3,500 and 4,500 calories a day, but only fed players 800 to 1,200. That's required for our job, Kelso said. If we don't do that, our bodies fail and we can't do it. Listen, I. there are three sides to every story. There's your side, their side, and the truth. I don't think these players have a whole lot to gain by speaking out. You risk so much. But it's also coming from their perspective. So I'm. there's probably... A little bit from the Angels side here as well. Haven't heard a whole lot. We'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Now, one thing Lovegrove did say was the living conditions for my Show sure the Angels owner Armour really doesn't give a bleep about the winning side of a baseball team. <sighs> Man, ESPN asking just for comment. Angels general manager Perry Mnassian, responded in a statement through a teen spokesman. What is being reported is unacceptable, and we will look into it and address it, Menazian said. Lovegrove has previously played for the Indians, Giants, Orioles, and Dodgers. And in the article, he notes that Cleveland redid their weight room, five, three meals a day, they're flying guys out, basically showing that like the Indians were doing one thing and the Angels were doing another. Now, here's my concern. Remember, I'm telling you there's going to be three sides to the story. Now, which way the truth kind of leans towards, I would guess it's probably towards the minor leaguers. I don't think they have a massive reason to say this. We're not talking about lawsuits here or anything like that. So I tend to think the players are probably telling the truth or pretty close to it, although we don't know for sure. I I don't want to deal with rumors. But if true, gonna be careful here, sort of makes sense. The Angels Farm System has developed its fair share of quality players over its history. At one point in time, the Angels farm system was regarded as among the best in baseball. Eventually they went all in trying to win a title during the DePoto era, and they wiped it out. But it has now been, what, six years? And while there have been some quality players coming into the system and coming up into the, mi- to the majors, very few stars. Some people would say it's draft issues. Some people weren't exactly sure. But when you look at organizations like the Indians, and I happen to live in Indians territory here, One of their former minor league teams, the the Mahoney Valley Scrappers, they're just up the road. They just recently became part of the, um, the MLB draft league. But we've seen a lot of players come through here, so it kind of rings a little bit closer to me when they're saying Cleveland redid their weight room, providing meals a day, all that jazz. Cleveland has long had one of the best major league systems in baseball. Their salaries are usually very low. They wind up trading a lot of their stars away, getting back more prospects and developing more to stay competitive. How are, how are they doing this? How are they continually developing talent? Well, I mean, if you're providing a great weight room, if you're providing healthy meals, if you're providing, you know, good transportation, let's just use some common sense. If you're eating healthier, if you have a better physical training facilities and you are being treated well and being transported from place to place, doesn't it stand, just common sense-wise, doesn't it stand a good chance that you're going to have a better developed miling system? If what these players are saying is true, the Angels need to address this now. It's embarrassing that's the problem because the, the Angels-Meyerling system for a while now has been considered average at best and embarrassing at worst. And I'm hoping this is one big misunderstanding. But if true, it certainly helps you understand the gap that the Angels have had with other franchises. So to the Angels, I'd say this. If this is the case. When you're not doing what you're supposed to do, fix it, like Perry said. And if it's not the case, I'm hoping players in their system step up and say differently. Or, heck, the Angels show differently. These are hard accusations to make. We live in a world where everything is supposed to be earned, that's fine. But give your people the chance to earn it. Don't hamstring them at the lower levels, which means hamstring their development. Give them every shot to succeed. And that is how you have a successful farm system. It's when you give them every chance to succeed. It doesn't mean you coddle them, but you provide every natural resource to help them get to the promised land. In the end, you want to have a pipeline what teams like the Indians and the Dodgers have had. So treat your people right. And I'm hoping that is the case. I mean, this is some probably some mixed language for me. And the truth is I don't know what's going on the miners, But if this report is accurate, we need to fix it. and need to fix it now. That's the bottom line. I feel like saying that's the bottom line because so Cold said so. I'm not so-called. Cold. All right, folks. That's it for me today. You can follow us on Twitter at talkinghalos If you have any opinions about what you heard today, any thoughts in the series, any thoughts in the story, Email to at or tweet at us at talkinghalos Get us on the Facebook page as well. We're glad and happy to hear from you. I want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. It's how we can interact with you and communicate. Because what we are here, we're a team that covers the big team, the Angels. And that's important to us. So, again, follow us on Twitter. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. And until next time, this is Derek C. Paul saying, take it easy. We're out of here.
2: mypatriotsupply.com